Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's time to rock. I'm glad you're here. It's Lindsay. Lindsay and Krista. Welcome to the show. We interview, we do solo episodes, sometimes we do a little AMA. Mm-hmm. And we love those because we get questions from you all, whether it's about any old thing or a very specific topic. Mm-hmm. AUA, ask us anything. Oh, oh my God. I know we've been wrong this whole time. Oh my God. Yes, we have other amazing AMAs um, that we've done in the past on general topics, whether it's relationships, health and wellness. We really use this as a place to expand upon the things that you're asking us in the DMs. So having that conversation with you on the pod. And today's a special one. We are talking about microdosing. Yes. So I did an episode on soul manifestation with microdosing a few months ago at the midpoint of my microdosing journey. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to share more about what microdosing is, what it does to the brain, how you can use it for manifesting, um, some of the resources I found helpful, my protocol, et cetera. But today, Lindsay and I are going to be talking about our experience microdosing because we both were microdosing. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we overlapped for a little bit, but we actually haven't talked much about what we've felt or what we've experienced. And it's been a wild journey. So we'll talk about our experience and then we'll also answer some questions. So we got questions from our Q&A. So we'll do a Q&A round to make sure that we cover any questions that you have or some of the things that we were hearing over and over again mm-hmm. from the community related to microdosing psilocybin. Yeah. So what what originally like drew you to microdosing? Because I feel like you started and then I think I started like a month later. What was like the impetus? I just am always a person that wants to try everything in life. And that's, it's just how I roll, whether it's like, you know, seven weeks in a group therapy setting or ayahuasca or other things. And so I was just always curious to try. And I didn't feel like when we had our ayahuasca ceremony, I felt much. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about that before. We did four nights sitting with ayahuasca and I didn't really have that much of an experience. And so I wanted to see if this could be something that could be helpful. And then I really read a lot about the science behind it. And I really like Michael Pollan's work. He's incredible. And so when I learned about um, how it can really prevent or really um, promote neuroplasticity and your ability to really rewire your brain from this level that might not be accessible later in life, Mm -hmm. because your brain forms in your 20s and it's pretty much stuck there unless you're leveraging resources to promote neuroplasticity. So the research was really compelling. And I was just like, I want to try this. And then Justin uh, was doing it for years and it's really, really helped him Mm -hmm. be more creative, be more like light, be more fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I saw a really beautiful difference in him during his journey. Yeah. Yeah. I I initially like just heard about it for the creative benefits. Um, So I was excited about that. And the fact that it wasn't, you know, a psychedelic experience per se, you don't exactly know you're not tripping in any capacity. I enjoyed that um, because I don't like to feel, I I actually do like mushrooms, but I don't like to feel that for a long period of time. And I was just curious. Yeah. I think just the curiosity kind of struck me and then the opportunity to start microdosing just kind of came into my field and through you and a healer. And so yeah, it was it was the perfect time. And I kind of realized in retrospect that it was the perfect time. It was the period leading up to, I guess it was like I started around when I think I got engaged or like around that time-ish, 
maybe a little bit after and then did it for six months. And so it was a beautiful, yeah, just a, a beautiful amplification of what I was kind of moving through and the changes that I was making and experiencing. And it allowed me to almost like, yeah, be in like the higher expression of everything that was happening. Because there's always like the shadow and the light of everything. And it can be easy during like life changes to be like, oh God, what's happening to hold on for dear life. And I think for me, microdosing allowed me to like really loosen my grip to be super present to what was here and just how like beautiful life is and to not create like self-created friction, you know, everywhere I went. So yeah, like I had these unexpected benefits. I was just kind of going and being like, I hope I like create something groovy, Mm. (laughs) which happened, but it was, you know, kind of the other that allowed me to experience parts of myself that I hadn't in a while. Mm -hmm. And so for anyone listening that doesn't know what microdosing is, microdosing is really when you take a sub-perceptual dose of psychedelic medicine. So this could be LSD, this could be psilocybin, meaning that the dose is so low that it's beyond your ability to perceive it. So it will not feel like a trip. It doesn't feel like the movies where you're seeing, you know, the walls melt. You're really not going to have a psychedelic experience. You're just going to feel like a lift in mood or, you know, other things that we can talk about later, but you're not going to hallucinate. So these low doses of psilocybin have been reported to um, be taken so many times in history from the 16th century. And it is one that is being studied a lot now. There's a lot more research coming out about psilocybin and about the benefits and about how it can improve your life. And they say that through the research, a lot of the benefits of psilocybin microdosing are an elevation in mood, enhanced creativity, less need for caffeine. You're more tolerant of others. You might have a greater openness when connecting to others. You're more kind, empathetic. You can tap into a sense of joy, ease, and grace. And so it is really the ability to, um, from a neurological perspective, rewire your brain using neuroplasticity. So the component in psilocybin promotes your ability to use different neural pathways than what you would normally do. So this is where, you know, the woo-woo meets the science aspect where you're able to rewrite old stories and patterns leveraging psilocybin because you're going to take a new neural pathway. So say your limiting belief is, I'm too much. Maybe that's the belief. I'm too much. Whatever the too muchness is for you, you have a well-trodden neural pathway that says, I am too much. You know, you walk in the room, I am too much. You know, they're not going to like me. I'm too much. And psilocybin gives you the opportunity with conscious awareness to create a new neural pathway that would maybe say, you know, I'm perfect just the way I am or whatever the affirmation could be. So there's a lot of information on how these new neural pathways and the rewriting of them can be really powerful for your life in a lot of different ways. So Mm -hmm. before we got into our conversation, I wanted to make sure that people really understood, you know, what it was and how it works on the brain um, so they could really get a better view of the benefits that we've seen in our process through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just this lifting of like all the static and I, it kind of feels like a super highway when our thoughts are just kind of running the show. And so it just kind of lifts it. And I've just found much more flow in my days where like at the end of the day, I'm like, it's like it puts me in my true MG state mm-hmm. where I have like kind of this unlimited energy. I'm really like kind of following what is going on, lighting me up throughout the day. And then by the end, I'm like, it's like that satisfaction because 
I also think I'm less distracted when I'm microdosing. Mm-hmm. I'm not finding myself on social media as much. I'm not just mindlessly doing things. Like there's so I think at the end of the day, I'm less exhausted because I do mm-hmm. think that like makes you so tired. Oh, it, yeah, that friction between things and mm-hmm. the friction between checking and scrolling and all yeah. of that. Yeah, I found that you have access to this joy that you can tap into on a daily basis and that if you're in your joy, it doesn't mean you're less productive. And I think there's that part of me that's like, okay, if I'm having a lot of fun or if I'm really in joy or if I'm enjoying myself, then am I really working? Am I pushing mm-hmm. hard enough? Am I being productive enough? So understanding that you could have access to this amount of joy on a daily basis was like incredibly powerful. Yeah. And I've known a lot of people to try microdosing before going on to like medication, you know, kind yes. of if they're experiencing anxiety or depression, having this as an option, not to say that medication isn't a great option. I think it is, but um, this provides an alternative maybe on the path to exploring how you can support um, your anxiety or depression. Yeah. I also realized that, you know, the repressing or denying or minimizing of emotions that you have takes a lot of energy, psychically, emotionally, mentally, and physically. And that when you allow yourself to feel, it doesn't take very long mm-hmm. and you can move yes. much more quickly than like all of the energy that is draining you. So when we think about how tired people are, I think people are, are tired all the time. I can be, you know, I've gone through periods where I've been really tired. It's like, what can we check in with? Our caffeine intake, our social media consumption, our sleep schedule. There's so much on like the wellness part of it. And then there's also like the psychic emotional part of it where it's like, are you holding the container for multiple relationships? Are you psychically spending a lot of energy thinking about one topic or one thing? Are you spending a lot of time repressing emotions that need to be felt? Mm -hmm. And how could the allowance of feeling the emotions allow more energy and chi into your body because you're allowing things to really flow? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the stat is, but like the the length of time. Yeah, something like that, where it's like the length of time that you... When an emotion is felt, yeah, it just passes so quickly. Yeah, I found that as well. And I 90 also- second pause. According to Harvard brain scientist, Dr. Taylor, 90 seconds is all it takes to identify an emotion and allow it to dissipate while you simply notice it. Yeah. I mean, that's profound. Yeah. I just think of like my, our parents' generation. I know. And older where, yeah, so much has happened in their lives and like the not feeling of it and how it's like manifested in their bodies and stuff. It's just, it's wild, but yeah. And I also think with microdose, it's important to intuitively move through this microdosing journey. And what I mean by that is I knew when I needed to take a break. I knew when I needed to integrate. Um, I knew the cadence at which I was supposed to take it. Because at first I was like going every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's okay if that feels right for you. But I found that a more measured cadence of like, whether it was every other day or every two or three days felt a lot better. And then I noticed like the human part of me be like, but oh God, I didn't microdose today. I'm going to suck. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of be like yes. that and just noticing yes. what that is and not wanting to be dependent on the feeling that is like a true substance experience. Yeah. Because people think about that with drinking. Mm-hmm. Who am I going to be when I'm not buzzed? Yes. yes. I remember when I had my 
MDMA moment in my life. And I remember being like, I'd, you know, you'd be in the moment and be so happy. And then there'd be the thought like, this is going to end. Yeah. It's tomorrow gonna down. it's going to come down. And you have that. You're like, oh. Yeah, totally. Who am I going to be without the thing? Totally. That's huge. Totally. But I think it's important with this to really work with the plant in that way and trust yourself. Um, because I do, you know, based on what I was kind of guided by our healer and and just my own intuition was like, you just need time to allow all that's kind of moved and, and resituated to like settle and also a period of time to really trust that you don't necessarily need to be on that all the time, to do that all the time in order to feel the way you've felt. So that was important because I... I definitely, in the beginning, felt myself being like, I need it today. hundred <laughs> percent. Especially when we cool. were recording. Yeah, dude. We'd get in crazy vortexes crazy. when we were microdosing. We'd look at each other and be like, Dude, ah! I, there was times I felt bad for our guests. There was a period, actually, someone asked. <laughs> I got a DM one time and she was like, hey, were you microdosing in X episode? And I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I could yeah, I could tell. Like, I don't know if your guests could keep up. How crazy. <laughs> it was insane. I know. I always say, and even there was someone that we saw today, the leader of the workout class that we attended. I, there's an energy frequency that people have when they've done plant medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's, you can tell. It's like in their field. Yeah. And it's like, because you and I were both doing it, the, our field had the medicine. And so we're kind of getting into this experience where we're like building on each other. I mean, we went to that dinner that one night. And our poor dinner guest, it was me, Lindsay, and someone else uh -huh. having dinner at the proper oh, hotel. Oh my God, yeah. And we were <laughs> beyond. It was It crazy. was like a buildup of microdosing for days. Yes. Caffeine. Yes. And we were like losing our minds losing laughing. Losing it. It was amazing. It was amazing. But our, <laughs> our friend was not. And they were unwell. <laughs> it was like, I'm so sorry about I this. I know. But yeah, you had that feeling where we're like, yo, we're fucking ripping and rolling. This feels so good. And then- you know, the ego or that part of you, that fear part's like, oh, what about when you don't do this? Yeah. What about when this goes away? Yeah. You know, that whole thing that, and that's kind of probably a neural pathway as well. Mm -hmm. The when does this go away? Mm -hmm. You know, part that's like available for us to always look at. Yeah. It was important for me to stop. I think I stopped in May or June of this year and just allowed the whole summer to not microdose. And it was actually like important because I was like, I'm tempted as I like get ready for the wedding to like microdose and just be in that. And I was like, no, no, no. Like you, you know how to cultivate this like joy and flow. But I, I loved it. I'll probably start again soon, maybe for like a three month stint. But I think it's, I think it's wonderful. And I'm so happy that like slowly, slowly, but surely it's being more accepted and, and just kind of dripped into the mainstream and also becoming legal. In, yeah. in certain places. I know it's, it's minimal. That was minimal. a hilarious thing. I did a whole episode on this and it's illegal. Most yeah. Places. I was like, yeah, that's me. The I literally are, was the like- The feds are at the door. I was. I was like, why is like, why are people DMing me so much about this? And I was like, oh yeah, that is the most me thing that's ever happened <laughs> in my whole life. To do a whole episode on something that's legal. Totally. I mean, whatever. <laughs> You're like, here you, here you, come around, yeah, come around. Yeah, literally. And I'm like starting a side biz. <laughs> I've got like, I'm like, I got an affiliate program for all my little mushies. Um, yeah, in my experience, so I did start it in January 2022. I remember starting at the beginning of the new year and being mm. terrified mm -hmm. that I was never going to work again. Because at the beginning of the new year, yeah. I, was, I was microdosing and then I was so unmotivated. It was 
unfucking believable yeah. that Justin one day was like, are you going to work? Mm-hmm. I was just like, it was February before I even got a little bit of motivation. So who knows our timing? Maybe you start, who knows? But, and I felt really connected. I felt really good. I really loved how it allowed me to feel in the moment. Mm-hmm. But there was a period, I think I did it a little bit too long because at the end it was what I think from a neurological perspective is that it was actually getting to the really well-trodden neural pathways that needed to be seen, but it was fucking the worst. Yeah. It was actually not fun. Like I was at a few different places and situations and the mental conversation Mm. was so dark, Mm. so dark. And I don't go dark much anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm able to be playful with myself and, you know, be my bestie, but it was it was darker than I've ever felt. And I don't know if it was what was going on naturally mm-hmm. or I don't know because I remember being with friends and feeling this like little inner teenager thing where I was like, I'm left out. Mm-hmm. My friends don't like me. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out without me. It was very weird. And I'm like, I've never. And it was yeah. weird because normally I could have had that conversation in my head maybe mm-hmm. for a second been like, oh yeah, they hung out without me. Like, oh, that's doesn't really feel good. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, well, I had to work all day. Like, what do you mean? And Mm -hmm. and I'd be able to kind of catch it and be like, all right, we're good. Yeah. But it was so obvious and I couldn't hide it on my face. Yeah. It was like any feeling had to be visible and seen. And it was almost embarrassing because I was like, whoa, I am being a weirdo. Mm. And it didn't feel good and it wasn't a good look. And I think it was an important thing to bring up for me to heal. So I think that was the point. Yeah. Is as I progressed with my microdosing, it kind of got deeper and deeper. We went to the deeper and deeper neural pathways. Totally. To, to rewire them. But at a point, you know, it was just, it didn't feel, it was, yeah. I, I was like, I need a moment. It's like, how do you, yeah, what's the, what's the move at that point to stop? Or, you know, it's like. Yeah. It's good that it's touching on one of the deeper things, I suppose. Yes. But it's like you want to be able to actually work with it rather than be overcome by like yes. the anxiety of yes. it. Yeah. yeah. I think now what I would do, and I stopped because I needed a break anyway. Yeah. So I was just kind of too much was coming up with that and just everything else. And um, I think what I would do now is different in the protocol. I would probably do more things like tapping to move the energy. Yeah. And kind of tap on things because it was getting me swept up in a way that I haven't been swept up in a while. And I was really confused if it was me or if it was the experience. And I definitely think it's something I need to work on healing. You know, that that feeling left out, that feeling not loved experience, that feeling like people are talking bad about me, you know, that inner teen, teen vibe. But yeah, it was really dark. So this is what's interesting about my experience. Microdosing is it's the best. I've had such a beautiful experience. But in the end, I think I probably did it a little too long. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it's like not all peachy keen. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like not all. Yeah, that's an important point. Vibes. Yeah, I think, you know, if your mental work with psilocybin, you know, plants are incredibly intelligent and intuitive. And just like ayahuasca, which I think is just at a more extreme level, but she'll go there. They find it. You know, yes. it's so intelligent. Imagine like this plant spirit is being kind of like injected into your body, your emotional body, physical body, spirit, whatever, energetic body. And it's like slowly but surely, it's kind of just making its way through the veins mm-hmm. and it like hits certain points. And like starts to pulse and just kind of hangs out there. And it's like very 
necessary. Mm -hmm. So if you have some stuff that needs to be looked at, I do think that it will absolutely, you know, amplify it. I think for me, one of the ones while I was microdosing was around similar in the friendship realm, Mm -hmm. but just being very honest and real about relationships that were no longer Mm. um, healthy or serving me or the other person. It was really like mutual, which which was cool. You crushed that. It was cool. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I'm proud of myself. And I also learned from that experience. I think it was like two friends, three friends, actually. No, two friends. Two friends that I had to end the friendship. And three, it's me. It's you. <laughs> I want to be able to use my voice more in those moments and be more honest. I think what ended up happening was just a... It was clear to me. And so I said what I needed to say and then I cut it rather than allowing for a bit of a conversation. And while I believe that it would have ended anyway, I think I avoided the conversation because of discomfort, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I think moving forward, I would like to approach those moments with a bit more groundedness in how I really feel, hold my ground there, and also soften my heart a little bit so that we can have a real conversation and connection, even if it's ending. Mm -hmm. You know, because I don't know if the taste that I left was necessarily true to how I felt, if that makes sense. I felt it was super grounded. Thank you. I appreciate that. And also, I think that's kind of the mind where it's like the feeler, you know, being like, maybe I could have totally nicer or whatever totally i don't think i think i did i think i didn't over explain which is which i love which i i love that i'm doing that less but i think there's that part of me that feels bad because i'm just like oh do they think i'm a bitch yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean last point on this if you could have done those conversations well that is master level shit yeah i'm getting there for you, oh, you of anybody in the yeah, world are so but. good at those. But like, I mean, for those two individuals. Exactly, yeah. And the energetics and what was sort of going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Ram Dass. You but also been. it was a, important for me to practice the, this is clear to me. Yes. And we're done. Yep. That's, I think that's it. Yeah. You know, I needed to practice that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like the closure thing, mm-hmm. you know. And then also the one of the last thing about my journey and one of the reasons why I stopped too is it was like the same with my experience doing Botox where they were like coming in to Botox my, the middle, third the eye. 11s or whatever. And it went in my third eye and I said, oh, okay, I mm-hmm. see what's happening. We're freezing the third eye. So I was like, okay, no more of this. And it was like one day I was just walking and I had my little microdose I was going to take and it was like, that's a lot of fungus in your body mm-hmm. to be continually taking fungus every day. Ooh, I didn't. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's like fungus has its own it's almost like you have this like being that like could be developing in your body <laughs> and like could fucking take over your brain. <laughs> like, honestly, a whole colony. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's like all of a sudden like I'm wow, turning into like a dude. mushroom person. I wonder medically or like physically what's… 100%. Because I do think it, what's it called? Over time compounds. So yeah. it's like in your system, it definitely compounds over time. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. I know. I was like, no, no. Okay, I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. 
I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just, I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Oh, therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better, made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I am a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, eh, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. All right, let's get into the questions. Thank yeah. you for the questions that you sent to us on Instagram. So the first question is, 
Are the benefits for creative people or other people in other spaces? And I want to answer this first because I think you'll have an answer regarding everyone mm-hmm. being creative. I, yeah. So <laughs> I'm a creative person. Yes. And I'm also a badass business bitch <laughs> who girl bosses from noon. She's a BBB baby. I'm a badass girl boss bitch. And I girl boss from 8 a.m. to midnight. And then I take my beauty rest. <laughs> So when I'm not girl bossing, I'm microdosing, but I work. So I'm at, you know, there's, what we're doing is different, but I'm at a computer. Mm -hmm. I'm talking on Zoom. I'm with our, you know, our people and I'm on my phone. So it's kind of seems sexy and glamorous. And it is a lot of times, um, thank the Lord, but it is not a lot of times. So Mm -hmm. it's not like I was, you know, painting a piece and that was like my work. So I don't think that it needs to be for someone that's creative or not. Mm -hmm. And I do think it would be really helpful for people that are in the corporate world. And I was in the corporate world for a long time because it's not really focused necessarily on like, what can you create in the world? And like, what kind of creation are you going to do? But it also helps you really look at like your relationships, what's working, what's not, what are some limiting beliefs that you maybe are missing. Mm -hmm. And it helps you to see aspects of yourself and your life that you may be missing. So it helps you to manifest from the soul. It helps you to get clear. It helps you to look at calling in new aligned friendships, success, or creative expression. And so I think all of those things we all want. So it's not really just for being creative in the way that we understand creativity. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. And I think as far as, you know, creativity goes, we're all incredibly creative. Like we are, we are creators. We create our reality, all the things. So I think microdosing is a really beautiful opportunity to set an intention, which I think is a very important part of the process. Set an intention or maybe one of your intentions is to give more time, energy, and focus to something creative. It doesn't have to be something that is going to make you money or even something that you share. Maybe it's just giving yourself a or allowing yourself to have a practice in the morning or maybe before you go to bed that's just fully creative, maybe inspired by your inner child and just seeing how you feel, how that feels. Like I just think it removes the blocks and the resistance to doing something like that. And so I think just the allowing will bring you more joy. It will inspire you in different ways and it might create something that's freaking amazing. Who knows? But I do think we all deserve to be a bit more playful in our creativity rather than feeling like we always have to produce something that is meaningful and impactful and and something you have to sell or this or that or anything, which I don't, you know, throw shade on at all because I think that is important too. But I think it really helped me to like create without judging it along the way. That's amazing. Okay. So do you plan to do this forever? Is it just a season? So what I would say is do it for shorter than what I did. Um, I was talking to someone else in the space and they said to do it for six to eight weeks. 30 days is what Axis Mundi recommends, committing to at least 30 days and taking the first one when you don't have any other commitments and really your protocol and your rituals really are your practice. So Mm -hmm. whether it's three days a week and then you have your rituals around it or whatever it is, it's important to do 30 days and not have expectations 
around it, but yeah. it should be a commitment that you're doing. So I think I did mine too long and I would probably do it again whenever I feel called maybe in like a few years. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Again, it's very, very intuitive. I don't see myself doing it forever, but that was one um, thing where I was like, I loved it so much. I'm grateful. It didn't feel addictive. It felt the ego for a second was like, oh, I'd love to feel this more, mm-hmm. but it never felt like I need it. No. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So would you recommend this for someone wanting to be sober or someone that is sober curious? And I think this is like my favorite recommendation yes. for someone that's sober oh, curious. Mil. Although caveat, you know, if you're going from drink, I don't, you know, this is general. So it's not for someone who has a drinking problem or is, you know, not drinking for other specific reasons. And I don't want people to go from one sort of substance or altering, you know, altering substance to another. So checking in, like, what's my reason? Mm -hmm. Do I feel uncomfortable being sober? And then I'm kind of going to psilocybin to, you know, prevent me from hitting the real reason why I feel uncomfortable being sober. Mm -hmm. So being mindful of that. But I do feel like it's something that I really enjoy when I'm going out, you know, to a concert or dinners or weekends, because it just kind of elevates my mood and helps me really connect with people in a heartfelt way. So I suggest it. It's something that works for me, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And I think you have to be really sovereign and mindful. So I'm not recommending it to everyone. I'm just sharing that as my experience. Yeah, I completely agree. And just remembering that, you know, if you are hanging out with people who are drinking and kind of using those other substances, like their experience is going to be, uh, you'll still have that feeling of like, oh, wow, okay, I'm not on their level because the microdose is so subtle. However, I feel like you'll get less in the comparison of annoyance of and all of that. So um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely recommend. Did you feel anxiety? microdosing. So yeah. I felt a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had periods of anxiety. It felt purposeful. You know what I mean? Looking back, I guess. I don't know if I realized in the moment, but I think the anxiety would come up for me when it would just kind of hit that little little part of me that needed some tending. And the anxiety would come about if I didn't make time or room for it, or if I completely ignored it. It's a a, a nice, gentle reminder to create that space, to not feel like you have to overanalyze, but just being with it a bit more than you might normally. Maybe you bring it to therapy. Maybe you bring it to your journaling practice. Maybe you sit with it in meditation, or maybe you have a conversation about it with someone that you love and trust. What is the one biggest difference that you felt? Mm. I would say the less that you push your pain away and all of those parts of you that you stuff down or avoid or numb or lock in the closet, whatever it is, and the more you actually feel and feeling requires being present Mm -hmm. and being sovereign enough in your own energy field to allow yourself to feel. I mean, feeling in the moment is actually very, it's like a, again, a master level skill. But the more that you can do that and the more aligned you are with your highest self, you know, Mm -hmm. the more in tune you are with your soul and your inner child and all of those aspects of you can really exist in a beautiful way. So I think there were moments where it brought up so much for me that forced me to feel it. Yeah. That when normally I'd be like, oh no, I'm good on that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel that when I'm like, on vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like schedule my times to feel. Yeah. And so it really forced me to to look at things. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think for me, it, 
allowed me to let joy in more, which was nice, which also like increased like the worthiness factor and just, yeah, it was really, it was, it showed me my capacity for joy mm-hmm. and that it's like ever expanding and I didn't need to be in kind of this armor, you know, around the beautiful things happening in my life. So I thought that was really beautiful because like life is also hard too, you know, and I think that we can kind of walk around anticipating the hard and the challenging and not to say that hard is bad because I do believe the contrast is so beautiful and healthy for us. But I realized how much I was keeping out some of the joy that was like right there for me to access. Love that. I am juggling quite a bit lately. I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, If you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. (laughs) Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, So let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, So I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus, and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L-threonate. It's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood-brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste amazing unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time. Right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. One of the questions was, what are the most common benefits? So this is from Axis Mundi Ceremony, which is a company that Lindsay and I have both worked with. They are really great for su- providing support for people mm-hmm. that want to learn about microdosing, that want to get started with the protocol. So highly recommend Axis Mundi Ceremony. And they write that some of the benefits of microdosing are increased periods of creativity, more tolerant of others. You're able to rewrite your limiting beliefs. You're able to tune into your intuition, receive clarity and guidance from your highest self. Mm-hmm. You have a you have a deeper connection to yourself, 
to nature and the world around you. You have a greater openness when connecting with others. You're more kind, empathetic, and productive in your communication. You have an ability to tune into and honor your needs. You have an increased presence and you have an increased ability to tap into ease, joy, and grace. And then you're able to break free from addictive patterns or toxic thinking or behaviors, which was helpful for me around eating and food. And it's just a mood elevator. So those are some yeah. of the some of the benefits from Sounds good to me. Microdosing. I know. <laughs> it, like it's like almost a little much. Yeah, but it's it, you know, it's not going to be all of those yeah. all at once. I think even one of those is pretty yes. fucking amazing. And it's going to be different for everyone. <laughs> yes. Another question was, does microdosing actually change the brain? So there's a lot of research on this. I would highly recommend Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind. So in Michael Pollan's book, he shares science of psychedelics related to LSD, ayahuasca, psilocybin. And it's really incredible to learn mm-hmm. all of the information. So there's it, a Netflix series as well. Yes, in the mm-hmm. Netflix series as well. So if you're looking for the the research in the deep, I would really go there. But psilocybin helps promote neuroplasticity. So this is the growth and creation of new neural connections in the brain. And while under normal conditions, our neurons fire neurotransmitters along these well-trodden neural pathways in the brain. And they found that when on mushrooms or psilocybin, these pathways are destabilized. So rather than traveling along these well-trodden pathways that we're used to taking, the neurotransmitters tended to take new roads or new pathways to new destinations. So new research suggests that psilocybin, which is the main active ingredient in mushrooms, sprouts new links across previously disconnected brain regions, temporarily altering the brain's entire organizational framework. Wow. So it really does change the brain in a lot of ways. So if you're interested in more on that, highly recommend uh, Michael Poland's book. Woohoo! Woohoo! We did it. We did it. All right. So these are some resources if you are looking for some, mm-hmm. uh, we highly suggest Axis Mundi Ceremony. They're very helpful with courses and programs and helping you with your protocol. Michael Poland's book, Terrence McKenna's work, like the OG, really powerful. Paul Stamets, the mushroom man, his mm-hmm. episode on Joe Rogan years and years ago is Crazy. one of the greatest podcasts that's ever <laughs> existed. <laughs> Paul Stamets, anything is incredible. Mm-hmm. Timothy, Timothy Leary is incredible, you know, another OG. And in The Body Keeps the Score, there's research around psilocybin. So those are some resources. And if you have any others, please let us know. Um, If you enjoyed this one, I highly recommend listening to my episode, Soul Manifestation, where I talk about how I used my microdosing experience for manifestation, which was really powerful. And if you really, really like microdosing, we've got a daily (laughs) dose for you. Heck yeah, baby. At Morning Microdose. If you want to take a little baby step yes. into the world of microdosing, we have a, a new- legal baby step. <laughs> a new podcast called Morning Microdose. Yeah, it was it was inspired both by like our experience microdosing and having this ability to really prime our minds, our bodies, our souls the day ahead. And so we created this podcast with Vortex Moments from the Almost 30 podcast that are just bite-sized. So it's five to 15 minutes. You can listen to it in the morning, whether it's on your morning walk or maybe you're making your little morning elixir or you're in the bath maybe. And this is to just put you in that state of inspiration, curiosity, joy. You might laugh a little bit. It might spark something that just makes you think and shift your perspective. So I think you're going to love it five days a week, Monday through Friday. Have at it. It's the best. You can connect with us on Instagram and TikTok. Almost 30 podcasts. We share clips and resources and 
amazing information there. Almost30.com for all of our courses and programs. If you want to be a podcaster and want our support, we got you. And then we also have partner information there as well. And then I'm, it's Krista on Instagram. I'm at Lindsay Simsek. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for your questions and just for being an incredible part of our community. We will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.